It's time now to get the hell out of your life. A weekly broadcast with real people, sharing real struggles, and offering real hope. Today's show will encourage, inspire, and empower you to face life's challenges with a bold confidence and renewed hope. Now, let's join our host, Ron Myers, the promoter. Hello, my friends. So good to be with you. I want to ask you something. You may be in your car right now listening to this. Are there some homeless folks around you? Are you looking at them? Maybe you just interacted with one at a gas station or you saw one with a little street sign uh, in between, on a median trying to get a couple dollars. Well, you're going to love today's show because I, my guest is what I call a modern-day Mother Teresa. I mean, this lady is all over the camp's of homeless people all across the Mississippi Gulf Coast. She helps them. She loves them. And you're going to hear another side of homeless people that you've never even thought of. After today's conversation, you will definitely be encouraged, inspired. But most of all, you will look at homeless people totally different and through the eyes of Jesus. My guest is Linda Favre. Linda Favre is the director of the Shepherd of the Gulf, a nonprofit organization. And Linda, you are a mover and shaker for the homeless. And uh, welcome to the show today. Thank you, Ron. Thanks for having me. Linda, before we get into what your ministry, what you are doing in our community, tell the listeners a little bit about Linda Favre. I grew up basically homeless until I was about 10 years old. We had a lot of problems with finding housing and the right housing. So, I mean, there for a long while, we were homeless. We were living in a car, a truck, a campground, and a tent, just about wherever we could find shelter. It was difficult. There were a lot of times that I didn't know if we would have anything to eat or where we would sleep or whether it would be warm or cold. It was difficult. We knew the struggle. But I never once thought of myself as homeless. That's just never anything that it entered my mind. We always went to school. We never missed any school. But it was just the problems we had growing up. And uh, now I look back and I see that that's indeed what it was, that we were homeless. I never thought about it then. But later in life, my father would bring home a person. And we were always taught to be seen, not heard. And he would bring the person home and they would be disheveled, dirty. And he would uh, have them sit at our table. And eat. They would bathe. Dad would give them a change of clothes. And they'd spend the night and they'd be gone in the morning. And that stuck with me. And we never were to ask any questions of the person. So later on in life, I saw this need to do something with my life. Uh, All the jobs that I had just didn't seem to fill in the gaps. And then later when I was working at a soup kitchen, I saw so many homeless people coming in. And it triggered that memory in my mind of the people that came into our house and stayed the night and ate a meal and left. And that's when I decided these people need a home. I need to find a resource to get them into shelter. And that's when I left the soup kitchen and I started on my own to form Shepherd of the Gulf, uh, become a 501c3 and go on the path to finding answers for shelter. That's an awesome story. (laughs) Well, since I couldn't establish a shelter in the time I wanted, it's like God said, well, what are you doing for them right now? They need something right now, not years down the road, right now. I said, okay, okay, Lord, I will do what I can right now. So that's when I started 
getting collecting sleeping bags and tents and whatever I could and taken to them. Since they didn't have transportation, I delivered to them. And I went out to the woods, delivered the tents, the sleeping bags, the food, the water, and sustained them with temporary emergency shelter. And that's where they got the word camper as a title rather than homeless. So you don't call them a homeless person. They're a camper. They're a camper. Exactly. That gives them a temporary title where they can move on. Now, how do most of the people that you meet, how do they become homeless? There's so many different reasons. They could have lost their job. They could have lost their housing. Uh, And with that, they lose their family. They lose their spouse, their children. They go to other families. And then they're alone with nothing but the clothes on their back. So they set out and just completely bewildered on what to do next. In most cases, they befriend another person that's a camper and they give them my phone number. And that's how, you know, I get in touch with them. Or it could be somebody with alcohol problems that have been cast out by their family. And they feel like nobody loves them. So they kind of isolate themselves into the woods. And the woods are not that far from us. The woods are right under our noses and we don't realize it. So you become the kind of their mama. You, you become their yes, mama. Exactly. Yeah. Now, yeah, now, there's a lot of them called me mama. Is it 50-50 men and women or is it is there more women or are there more men? No, there's more men. It, it's generally, I would say, an 80-20 population. Uh, 80 being men, 20 being women. I like to try to get the women into housing, any kind of alternate housing as quickly as possible. But some just have grown accustomed to living in the woods or living in the camp. And so I just try to take care of them and, you know, take care of their needs as best I can at the camp. So if I'm driving down the road and I pull up to the stoplight and I see a guy in the median with a sign and I have the thought that, hey, I really want to do something for this person, what do I do? If you want to give them anything, give them a food card. If you have a heart for this, carry a food card from McDonald's or Burger King or one of the fast food restaurants, not Walmart, but the fast food restaurants to where they can get some food and feed that. If you put money in their hand, they're going to look at it like, what do I need worse? Money? Do I need money for food or drugs? And the drugs are going to outweigh or the alcohol is going to outweigh. So if you give them something that they can only get food with, they're going to feed themselves. Now that's that's and some, not giving them a choice. That's great wisdom. So I look at them and I might think negative things, but I need to be like you and see them through the eyes of Jesus because I'm sure when yes. you see them, you see them as an opportunity to help. Yes, I I think I see them as Jesus would see them. I see inside through all those layers. I see that person inside that outer person. I see what Jesus sees. And that's who I want to help. They're just misplaced right now. They're they're not wrong. Yeah, I think of uh, when you said that, I think of the movie Santa Claus. Uh, what is it when all these toys got sent to the island of misfit toys? Some of these yeah. people are like just, they're just on the little <laughs> misfit toy island right now. But Exactly. Yeah, but God wants to uh, help put them back together. Hey, listen, right after the break, uh, Linda, I want to hear some of the stories. And listeners, she has some incredible stories of some people that have left the camps. I'll be back in one minute. Hi, this is Candy Anderson Ferris bringing you a message of hope. 
The day my twin grandbabies were born, life took a sharp turn. Tegan and Bodie made such an impact, especially on my daughter, who already had a child who was 20 years old. And here she was giving birth to not one, but two babies. I was there, y'all, and we were ecstatic. Then the news came. Bodie had Down syndrome. The shock, well, it was pretty earth-shaking. But when their daddy, JJ, told the younger girls he had some bad news to tell them, he then proceeded to share about Bodie. And Maddie simply said, Now, what was your bad news? She realized early something we would all find out. God causes all things to work for good to those who love God and are called according to His purpose. Bodhi is the blessing all of us needed, and we didn't even know it. The things that look so hard today, things that make you struggle to breathe, God uses for His glory and our good. It's simply His way. He has the total picture, y'all. We see dimly now, but as my friend who faced death and fought back through some long, long days of healing and depression, now says, there was purpose in the pain. And truly, all things work for good. Our good and God's glory. Welcome back, listeners. Today, I am visiting with Linda Favre. Linda Favre is a go-getter in the homeless community. She calls these folks campers that are in the middle of the woods because she knows that they are there just temporarily. She feeds them. She clothes them. She encourages them. And soon, they leave the camp. They go on to jobs, occupations, Linda, I know you have some stories that you could share with me and the listeners about some of the folks that you have met. There's somewhere they'll call me and like a year or two later, they'll call me just to tell me, thank you, that they're in a better place, that they've got a job, they've got uh, housing and they're doing great. And they just call to say thank you because they haven't forgotten what I've done for them or done to help them get on their way. And one in particular, my, my very favorite one is the, the gentleman that I helped in a camp many years ago. And uh, he was <clears throat> very sick. He had heart problems. And I found out about this. And so I would cater to him more so than the others, bringing hot soup and warm blankets and a raised air bed uh, so he wouldn't be on the ground. And I, I looked after him as much as I could. And then um, he was about to go to court and he called and he was, he confessed to me. He said all the time that I was bringing him good food and, 
and things to keep him healthy that he was doing drugs. And he had to tell me the truth. And he was about to go to court. He was afraid that he was going to get sent to prison for violating his, his drug parole or whatever. And I just told him to go in front of the judge and tell the judge that he wanted to change his life, that he wanted to go through a rehab system and, and give his heart to God and let God know that he is in his hands. And he did tell the judge, and the judge took mercy on him and gave him a strict probation, sent him through a rehab center. And when he finished that rehab center, he went through another and went through about, about three programs and ended with uh, he was a top chef in the area he was living in. He had changed his life. He'd given up drugs. He was uh, a spokesperson for the VA. He's a former veteran and just an all-around wonderful person. And I'm so very proud of him. He calls me Mama Linda. And every time, every once in a while, he'll call me just to say he loves me, just to say he, he thanks me again. And he's so very grateful. I'm so proud of him. So proud. You know, and that is testimony, Linda, to how each of us can make a difference in somebody's life by just caring by just loving them, by ba- I, I saw this saying today: "Don't judge me until you know me. Don't underestimate me until you've challenged me, and don't talk about me until you have talked to me." And I think of you when I read that because we see a homeless person and we have all this stuff going through their mind, but you have engaged in and been with that homeless person and you see this person with this incredible potential. He just, he or she just needs a hand up. So somebody out there maybe that um, has a call to be a little more considerate and helpful and they want to do some things to help people but they're a little afraid to they just don't have that outgoing personality what would you tell that person well first of all if you have it if you have it in your heart that you want to help the homeless and and you do want to go out you have to be very careful don't go into a camp without being invited it's like going into someone's house you don't go there uninvited so you have to know you have to have your heart ready and you have to be, but you have to have your eyes open because when you do go to a camp invited, you still have to be knowing that this is their, their area. This is their space. So you have to respect it and you have to go in with an open mind saying, okay, I'm, I'm at their home and uh, just treat it with respect. And they will talk to you sometimes and sometimes they'll be very quiet and want you to do the talking. But just a little time with these people will open up your eyes to where you can realize these are really people that need a little help. They're not asking for pity. They're not asking for anything, no charity. They're just asking for a little compassion, a little wow. understanding. That's, That's the it. word compassion. Absolutely. Yes. Listeners, uh, today I'm visiting with Linda Favre with uh, Shepherd of the Gulf, and she's involved with the uh, the homeless uh, folks that live on the Mississippi Gulf Coast area, and she is just an incredible woman in her love for people that are going through troubles. So, Linda, when you go home at night and you've had a good day and uh, you've ministered to people, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, you might hear bad news. You might have a bad day. How do you 
motivate yourself to keep doing what you're doing when you have to deal with real challenges or raising money in your life? Well, I talk to God. When I have my most difficult times, well, I talk to him anyway, but in my most difficult times, I'll ask him, you know, Lord, I know I don't have enough money for gas for that, for, to get to the camps tomorrow. I don't, I don't have enough money to, to give them food or I don't have enough money to do this or that for the camper. So does this mean that it's time for me to just shut down and back away? I mean, just let me know if it's, is this what this means? And I will respectfully do just that. And it's like, I feel like the struggle is so, so tremendous, but I'm leaving it all up in his hands. And I just feel kind of like I'm defeated, but I'm willing to do whatever it takes to pick myself back up. I'm just waiting for him to tell me what do I do next. And Ron, I tell you this in all honesty, when I get down to that point, it hadn't been too many times I have been down there, but I have. Within the next day or so, things change. Things open up. Things that I never anticipated happen. And I'm back up again. It's like things open up. Money comes from nowhere. It comes from, from, I can't even explain it. The resources that I need are there. It's like every time I say it out loud, if you have a need, and I believe this because he's done it so many times, if you have a true need, not a want, but a need, God will take care of that need in some form. Well, and And he's done it with me endless amount of time. And not only that, Linda, but I always say that when we find that assignment, that God assignment that he has for each of us, that he will provide the resources and the opportunities and the people to help us accomplish whatever it is, the assignment that he's given us. God doesn't want us to fail, but sometimes we have to walk by that faith and not by sight because it's really when God shows up sometimes, at least for me, it's when I least expect it. And I think, well, it's just not going to work out. And he says, surprise. <laughs> that's exactly, that's exactly what happens with me. And yeah. I just put it in his hands. I give it to God. Amen. I'm like, God, I've done everything that I know to do. Maybe there's something I haven't thought to do yet. So I'm giving it to you, Lord, because you have shoulders way bigger than I do. And let you lead me and to tell me what I need to do next. And he's never led me wrong. He's, yeah, he <laughs> I've never, never been led wrong. No, and, and he no. never will. Uh, no. Years ago when Hurricane Katrina came and I interviewed hundreds of volunteers from all over the United States, they were absolutely floating on clouds. They were so encouraged and inspired and empowered because they had given their time, their money, their building to other people, and they got something they never even expected. God just blessed them. There's something that happens, Linda, I call it the boomerang effect. When we give It comes right back to us. When we give love, love comes back. When we give money, money comes back. And we need to give more in like you are giving your love and compassion to folks out there that Mm -hmm. are just in a little transition period in life. Right. Exactly. Because when you give, it's a gift. You give as a gift because you're never expecting it to come back to you. But when you give love, 
it does come back. It wraps around everyone. It makes a full circle. So you're wrapped in it, and it always comes back. It always comes back. The gift of love always comes back to you. Yes. Yes, yes it always does. And and you are an example. Ten years with Shepherd of the Gulf of of working with hundreds and hundreds of homeless people uh, temporarily, and they move on. And and Linda, uh, what a blessing you are to our community. What a blessing you are to folks that you plant that seed of hope and love inside them. That somebody does care out there. Um, Linda, time is just about up, but I like to ask my guest every week. The title of the show is Get the Hell Out of Your Life. So how does a person get the hell out of their life? Well, I think the best way I could say it would be, in like in my situation, would be sweep all those ugly, horrid thoughts, everything bad that you have in your mind just erase it out of your mind and open your mind up to all that God has to offer, all the love, the sunshine. It's like all the dust gets blown away when you let God into your life. And it's just the best way to do, have God just envelop inside of you and open up where there's no room for anything bad. Just all good. Amen. And keep it that way. Keep your house clean, housekeeping clean. Keep the housekeeping Keep clean. that way. Amen. I yes. like that. Now, one last thing before we go. Your website is shepherdofthegulf.org? Yes. And Shepherd of the Gulf. S-H-E-P-H-E-R-D. And yes. you are Shepherd also on Gulf. Facebook. That's where I follow you. Facebook, yes. right? Yes. Shepherd uh-huh. of the yes. Gulf. Linda Favre. You'll yes. see that smiley little face of hers. And folks, get involved. Uh, she is doing so many wonderful things, and you can be there. She's got Thanksgiving in the woods coming up, and I'm sure there's some information, what, on Facebook, that uh, how you can get some volunteers to help you? Yes, and on our website. And yes, and then we have Campers Christmas coming up after that. And always we can always use volunteers for everything that we're doing in between. Well, Linda Favre, God bless you. Keep up the good work. And thank you for taking time to visit with me today. God loves you, Paul. Yes, God is good. He loves us all. And he has a plan for us. Have you ever felt like you've been homeless? No, I mean, you've got your house and you've got your family, but yet you seem all alone, like nobody really cares. I think everybody goes through that situation. And now now with all the crazy things going on in this world that we can sometimes lose hope. We can lose our optimism. And God doesn't want that to happen to us. He's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and sound mind. So what I do when I get times of uh, just uncertainty and maybe a little bit of anxiety. I give myself to other people in the sense of uh, how can I help someone? How can I send someone uh, a scripture? Or can I meet someone today at the gym and just remind them how God loves them? It is like a boomerang, friends. Whatever we give in life will come back to us. I think it comes back double. In the time that we are living in right now, it is imperative that we do not get bogged down on all this crazy stuff in the world. 
that we really cannot control. But what we can control is our attitude and our destiny and our desire to become everything that God has created us to become. We have but one chance in this life to do the things that God has called us to do. And we cannot get distracted. We have to always remember that even Jesus had some bad days. No, he didn't like Good Friday, but he did look forward to Easter Sunday. So maybe you're going through that little time or transition right now. Maybe you feel like the little toy that was on the islands of misfit toys. You just don't fit in. Well, with God, you will always fit in. He has a perfect plan, a perfect assignment, and a perfect job just for you. He wants you to succeed at what you do, but you must be in the right place at the right time. And how do you get in the right place at the right time? You trust God, you listen to God, and you walk by faith and not by sight and trust him with all your heart, mind, and soul. God is for you, never against you. He's on your side. So if God be for you, who can be against you? Ron will be back in a moment to wrap up today's conversation. Would you like to get the hell out of your life? Would you like to live a life with peace and purpose? We can help you. Simply go to our website, thepromoter.org, and download your free copy of Get the Hell Out of Your Life. This free resource will encourage, empower, and inspire you to become the person God created you to become. It's time to get the hell out of your life and discover your divine destiny. Now, back to Ron. Well, friends, my time is up with you. It's so glad to be with you today. And perhaps you just need to recommit today to Jesus. You know, it's not anything bad when you say, well, I don't know, Ron, I don't know if I really want to recommit. You know, I've done some bad things. Listen, recommitting to Christ is telling him that you're going to get back on the path. You're going to start listening to what God has to tell you, that you are going to say yes to the things that you should say yes to and no to the things you need to say no to. Just repeat after me, dear Jesus, come into my heart. Renew my heart. Forgive my sins. Show me my destiny. I will trust you. I will follow you. Jesus, I need you. Friends, it really is that simple. And then just begin a day-to-day relationship with Jesus. Read your Bible. Read your favorite scripture verses. Take a walk on the beach and just talk to Jesus. And he will lead you into your purpose. That's right. God loves you. God has a plan for you. And he will take your bad and turn it to good. And the best thing he does, that he loves the hell right out of your life. I'll see you next week. Today's show was produced by Ron Myers Ministries, a listener-supported ministry. For a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website, thepromoter.org. And would you prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible donation so that we may continue to share stories of God's amazing grace with the world? 
And join us next week for another broadcast of Get the Hell Out of Your Life. Real people sharing real struggles and offering real hope.